music has power, especially for individuals with Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. And it can spark compelling outcomes even in the very late stages of the disease. When used appropriately, music can shift mood, manage stress-induced agitation, stimulate positive interactions, facilitate cognitive function, and coordinate motor movements. This happens because rhythmic and other well-rehearsed responses require little to no cognitive or mental processing. They are influenced by the motor center of the brain that responds directly to auditory rhythmic cues. A person's ability to engage in music, particularly rhythm playing and singing, remains intact late into the disease process because, again, these activities do not mandate cognitive functioning for success. Music Associations Most people associate music with important events and a wide array of emotions. The connection can be so strong that hearing a tune long after the occurrence evokes a memory of it. Prior experience with the piece is the greatest indicator of an individual's likely response. A melody that is soothing for one person may remind another of the loss of a loved one and be tragically sad. If the links with the music are unknown, it is difficult to predict an individual's response. Therefore, observe a person's reaction to a particular arrangement and discontinue it if it evokes distress, such as agitation, facial grimaces or increasing muscular tension. Top 10 Picks Selections from the individual's young adult years, ages 18 to 25, are most likely to have the strongest responses and the most potential for engagement. Unfamiliar music can also be beneficial because it carries no memories or emotions. This may be the best choice when developing new responses, such as physical relaxation designed to manage stress or enhance sleep. As individuals progress into late-stage dementia, music from their childhood, such as folk songs, work well. Singing these songs in the language in which they were learned sparks the greatest involvement. Sound of music. Typically, stimulative music activates, while sedative music quiets. Stimulative music, with percussive sounds and fairly quick tempos, tends to naturally promote movement, such as toe taps. Look to dance. Tunes of any era for examples. Slightly stimulative music can assist with activities of daily living, for example, at mealtime to rouse individuals who tend to fall asleep at the table or during bathing to facilitate movement from one room to another. On the other hand, the characteristics of sedative music, ballads and lullabies, include unaccented beats, no syncopation, slow tempos, and little percussive sound. This is the best choice when preparing for bed or any change in routine that might cause agitation. Responses that are opposite of those expected can occur and are likely due to a person's specific associations with a piece or style of music. Agitation management. Nonverbal individuals in late dementia often become agitated out of frustration and sensory overload from the inability to process environmental stimuli. Engaging them in singing, rhythm playing, dancing, physical exercise and other structured music activities can diffuse 
this behavior and redirect their attention. For best outcomes, carefully observe an individual's patterns in order to use music therapies just prior to the time of day when disruptive behaviors usually occur. Emotional closeness. As dementia progresses, individuals typically lose the ability to share thoughts and gestures of affection with their loved ones. However, they retain their ability to move with the beat until very late in the disease process. Ambulatory individuals can be easily directed to couple dance, which may evoke hugs, kisses or caresses. Those who are no longer walking can follow cues to rhythmically swing their arms. They often allow gentle rocking or patting and beat to the music and may reciprocate with affection. An alternative to moving or touching is singing, which is associated fault with safety and security from early life. Any reciprocal engagement provides an opportunity for caregivers and care receivers to connect with one another. Even when the disease has deprived them of traditional forms of closeness, music has been known to affect those with dementia and Alzheimer's, but why it has an effect on these patients has not always been clear, until now. Music helps dementia patients recall memories and emotions. A recent study shows that dementia and Alzheimer's patients can recall memories and emotions, and have enhanced mental performance after singing classic hits and show tunes from movies and musicals. A breakthrough in understanding how music affects those with dementia and Alzheimer's. Researchers determine the effect music has on dementia patients by leading half of the participants through selected songs while the other half listened to the music being played. After the musical treatment, all participants took cognitive ability and life satisfaction tests, which showed how participants scored significantly better when being lead through songs, rather than only listening. Here are five reasons why researchers believe that music boosts brain activity. 1. Music evokes emotions that bring memories. Music can evoke emotion in even the most advanced of Alzheimer's patients. Neurologist Oliver Sacks says that, music evokes emotion, and emotion can bring with it memory. It brings back the feeling of life when nothing else can. By pairing music with everyday activities, patients can develop a rhythm that helps them to the recall the memory of that activity, improving cognitive ability over time. Two. Musical aptitude and appreciation are two of the last remaining abilities in dementia patients. Linda McGuire, lead author on the study wrote, Musical aptitude and music appreciation are two of the last remaining abilities in patients with Alzheimer's. Because these two abilities remain long after other abilities have passed, music is an excellent way to reach beyond the disease and reach the person. 3. Music can bring emotional and physical closeness. In the later stages of dementia, patients often lose the ability to share emotions with caregivers. Through music, as long as they are ambulatory, they can often dance. Dancing can lead to hugs, kisses and touching which brings security and memories. 4. Singing is engaging. The singing sessions in the study engaged more than just the brain and the area related to singing. 
as singing activated the left side of the brain. Listening to music sparked activity in the right and watching the class activated visual areas of the brain. With so much of the brain being stimulated, the patients were exercising more mind power than usual. 5. Music can shift mood, manage stress and stimulate positive interactions. The Alzheimer's Foundation of America has an entire web page dedicated to music therapy in Alzheimer's patients. They say that, when used appropriately, music can shift mood, manage stress-induced agitation, stimulate positive interactions, facilitate cognitive function and coordinate motor movements. This is because music requires little to no middle processing, so singing music does not require the cognitive function that is not present in most dementia patients. The man had not spoken in three or four years. An older man in the late stages of Alzheimer's, he could no longer care for himself and required a high level of assistance in his daily activities of living. But on one particular day, Concedido Moatino, D.A., a certified music therapist, offered a different kind of dementia therapy she sang an old Yiddish song to him and some of her other patients. You could tell by his face that he was watching, recalls Tomaino. From a man in his condition, attention was a lot to ask for. Whenever I got a chance I played this song to him and sang to him. Within a month of doing this, he was making an attempt to speak, and he eventually started singing the song himself. He also started talking again. He continued talking and lived for many years after that. The Brain and Music Just how the brain and body process music remains mysterious. Toma Eno Director of the Institute for Music and Neurologic Function at Beth Abraham Family of Health Services in New York, says we at least know music is processed on many levels at once. Why it's so positive is that we process music with almost every part of our brain, she says. Music that has personal significance to someone or is connected with historical events is a strong stimulus to engage responses in people, even in late stages of dementia. Even if they're not necessarily able to tell you what the song is, they are able to be moved and feel the associations. Toma Ino and other researchers have found a strong connection between the human brain's auditory cortex and its limbic system, where emotions are processed. This biological link makes it possible for sound to be processed almost immediately by the areas of the brain that are associated fault with long-term memory and the emotions, she says. The Institute for Music and Neurologic Function was founded on Toma Ino's observations, together with those of noted neurologist and colleague Drive, Oliver Sachs and others, that many people with neurological damage learn to move better, remember more, and even regain speech through listening to and playing music. In numerous clinical studies of older adults with Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia, familiar and likable music, not medication, has reduced depression lessened agitation increased sociability, movement, and cognitive ability, and decreased problem behaviors. In a small 1986 study, 
only music elicited a physical response from those. With final stage Alzheimer's as measured in heart rate, breathing, eye, blinking, and mouth movement. A later study that used music in palliative care found the combination of language, which is processed by one part of the brain, and music, processed by many parts of the brain, increases the chance of activating neurological pathways that language alone cannot. There are certain areas of the brain that are still relatively intact even as a progressive disease like Alzheimer's takes effect, says Suzanne Hanser. Ph.D., Department Chair of Music Therapy at Berkeley College of Music in Boston, and former Program Director of San Francisco's Alzheimer's Association. In particular, the limbic system, and specifically, the hippocampus, which retains long-term memory and has retained emotional impact. Music triggers these long-term memories. So we see people who have not spoken in years begin to sing songs that they knew in their early teens and early adulthood. Hanser says that when we actively make music, as opposed to passively listening to it, we activate another part of the brain that controls balance and movement the cerebellum in addition to cognitive and limbic areas. Music Therapists may begin with passive listening but soon we engage the person so there's more parts of the body involved, she says. According to the Alzheimer's Association, Alzheimer's now affects more than 5 million Americans. For those who suffer from its progression, a number that doubles every five years among seniors according to the National Institute on Aging, music can not only be a pleasant link to the past, but a nourishing connection to the present. Family members who every day see losses and the generation firsthand need some kind of hope need to see there are ways to access the human being they loved, says Hanser. For a caregiver or family member to dance or sing with, that person brings them much more a sense that there is someone within the shell the disease has caused. Across cultural language, I think music in itself is healing. It's an explosive expression of humanity. It's something we're all touched by, no matter what culture we're from. Everyone loves music. Billy Joel. Some say math is the language of the universe, but on earth it is music. Bone. Flutes, jaw harps, and percussive instruments were already being used more than 30,000 years ago to express qualities of human experience. Music, like food, is central to virtually every culture on earth, and in fact might be considered a type of food for the brain. Ancient Greeks believed music's mathematic progressions and its harmonic qualities, ratios, and scales made for a better mind, so its study was required as part of a good education. The modern method of using music to heal, called music therapy, was born after World War II when physicians and nurses in veterans' hospitals noticed their patients improved after listening to music. Today, more than 70 Music therapy programs are accredited in the United States by the American Music Therapy Association, which defines music therapy as the clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship, whereas words are the psychotherapist's 
Medium Music is the medium of the music therapist, who is typically a trained musician. Music therapy is not going to change the course of the disease, cautions Hanser, but it will allow the person to temporarily engage and be much more capable of communicating more clearly. Two types of music therapy Hanser and her more than 3,200 colleagues of the American Music Therapy Association practice two types of music therapy, active and passive. Familiar and, most importantly, likable, music elicits the best responses. For example, big band music motivated social interaction more than making a puzzle in one 1993 study, and another study that same year found playing music of a patient's choosing six days a week reduced his or her agitation. Music therapists work directly with family members, caregivers, and patients to find the best music for a desired goal of dementia therapy, such as to improve memory, lower agitation, or improve cognitive skills. According to Toma Eno, music can be used mnemonically to retune the brain to remember certain tasks during early stages of Alzheimer's and dementia. But in later stages, music is most helpful in maintaining motor skills. In all cases, music is known to reduce anxiety and stress while increasing attention, motivation, and focus. Unlike passive music therapy, or simply listening to live or recorded music, active music therapy uses real instruments, such as drums, harps, harpsichords, or the voice, to engage a patient and play. Hanser once helped a man with Alzheimer's and his wife dance for the first time in years after. Hansa played some familiar ragtime music and had his wife strum an auto harp. The sound and vibration of the auto harp motivated the man to move his legs to the music, whereas before the music began he only stared into space. Toma Eno has found that active music therapy can have immediate physical benefits. Say a person doesn't use their hands to pick up things very much anymore, she says. Engage them in a drumming circle for a while, and in the process of hitting the drum they can maintain the strength of holding a fork or glass. The scientific evidence, still inconclusive. For all the anecdotal clinical evidence that dementia therapy using music helps people who suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia maintain quality of life, and despite the medical community's general regard of likable music has a good thing, music therapy still lacks the rigorous statistical evidence that shows it works for everyone. In 2003 the Cochrane Collaboration, an independent non-profit reviewer of medical research, reviewed five well-known music therapy studies and found their methods too poor to draw any useful conclusions. Its report states, there is no substantial evidence to support nor discourage the use of music therapy in the care of older people with dementia. It should be emphasized that musical dementia therapy has not been shown to fail in these studies, either. And the good news is that it's been shown to have little to no patient risk when administered properly by a trained music therapist. Since 1994, Medicare has reimbursed for the treatment, and in Specific cases so has Medicaid.
Both policies are fortified by the music. Therapy for Older Americans Act, passed into law by the U.S. Senate on September 18, 1992, 11 years before the Cochrane Review was published. Hanser says the effects on quality of life that music therapists observe in their patients every day are difficult to statistically quantify because each case is unique. To be most effective, music therapy procedures must be tailored to the individual needs of each person with dementia, she says. Each music therapy strategy must also reflect the person's history, preference, and ability to engage with a certain type of musical experience. The healing power of music can improve the mood of those who suffer from Alzheimer's and boost cognitive skills. I've been a bad girl. Am I in trouble? asks an obviously distraught Naomi. Tears begin to form in the corners of her eyes. She wrings her hands as she sits in her wheelchair in the lobby of an Alzheimer's disease care facility. No, you're not in trouble, says recreational therapist Menti Smith. But nothing seems to help Naomi's mood. I've been a bad girl, she repeats over and over. Healing power of music. Group singing. Researchers are finding new ways to use music as part of the treatment of dementia. Narayan Mon. Then Mindy says, Do you want your music? Naomi's face brightens as headphones are gently placed over her ears. And as a big band arrangement of George Gershwin's wonderful flows from her iPod, Naomi begins to smile. Scenes like this are being repeated in nursing facilities and homes across. America. New research is confirming and expanding an idea long held by those who work with dementia patients. Music can not only improve the mood of people with neurological diseases, it can boost cognitive skills and reduce the need for antipsychotic drugs. Music therapists who work with Alzheimer's patients describe seeing people wake up when the sounds of loved and familiar music fills their heads. Often, after months or even years of not speaking at all, they begin to talk. Again, become more social and seem more engaged by their surroundings. Some begin to remember names long forgotten. Some even do what Alzheimer's patients often cannot do as their disease worsens, they remember who they are. Neurologist Oliver Sacks wrote in his book Musicophilia that for Alzheimer's patients, Music can be very much like medicine. Music is no luxury to them, but a necessity, and it can have a power beyond anything else to restore them to themselves, and to others, at least for a while. More than 5 million people in the U.S. have Alzheimer's, a disease for which there is no cure. One in eight boomers will get the disease, according to estimates. About 15 million family members in the U.S. are locked in what can become a heartbreaking nightmare of taking care of a loved one with whom they can't communicate. For many, music can be an important part of easing that suffering. Researchers are finding new ways to use music as part of the treatment of dementia. Jane Flynn, a behavioral neuroscientist at George Mason University, and Graduate student Linda McGuire tested the effects of singing on people with Alzheimer's disease with songs like Somewhere Over the Rainbow and Isn't It Romantic? 
Flynn and McGuire followed a group of 45 people impaired fault with Alzheimer's or other dementia who regularly sang. They tested the group constantly with a mini mental state examination, a cognitive diagnostic test. Flynn and McGuire showed that the mental acuity of those people who regularly sang went up sharply over a four month period. 21 drugs to treat Alzheimer's have failed in the last nine years, Flynn says. I do believe they will eventually find the right drug. But it's going so slowly. In the meantime, these non-pharmaceutical approaches are helpful. Connie Tomaino is one of music therapy's pioneers. More than 37 years ago, she walked into a dementia unit carrying her guitar and looked at the patients. Many were over-medicated. Half of them were catatonic and had feeding tubes. The ones that were agitated had mitts on their hands and were tied to wheelchairs, she says. I just started singing Let Me Call You. Sweetheart. Many of the people who were considered to be catatonic lifted up their heads and looked at me. And the people who were agitated stopped being upset. Most of them started singing the words to the song. She founded the Institute for Music and Neurologic Function to encourage study of the effects of music on the brain. Music is very complex, she says. The auditory nerve has an immediate contact to part of the brain called the amygdala, what's often called the fight or flight area of the brain. So the immediate thing with sound is arousal. The person becomes startled or suddenly pays attention. Toma Eno found that even some late-stage Alzheimer's sufferers could respond to songs meaningful to them. One woman who was nonverbal after one month. She started speaking again. She said things like, the kids are coming, I have to get home to make dinner. They were memories and words elicited by the songs. Her advice, if someone you know is in the early stages of Alzheimer's. Start associating key songs with family members are important ideas. Later, those songs may trigger that association. I have seen the healing power of music up close. When I quit my job as a radio news anchor in New York to come home to help my mother care for my father, who had Alzheimer's, we used music in every aspect of caregiving. I sang or played Frank Sinatra's in the wee small hours of the morning to wake him up. Instead of being lost and confused in the mornings, as often happens for people with Alzheimer's, the song made him realize where he was and who my mother and I were. My father loved jazz and had been an accomplished singer. Jazz classics like George Gershwin's Summertime and Cole Porter's Night and Day were great for showering brushing teeth and getting dressed. I used the songs to distract him during these tasks. In the afternoons, when what's called sundowning sometimes occurs and Alzheimer's patients get anxious or angry. Diana Krall's version of I Get Along Without You Very Well would come him down. As his disease progressed, when he would become almost catatonic, all I had to do was start singing the words to the fight song of his alma mater, the University of Michigan, and his eyes would engage and he would sing along. When my father died in 2010 at age 83, our sadness was relieved a bit by the 
since that his last years of life were less isolated and dark than they might have been otherwise. Programs spread nationwide music therapy programs are a critical part of care. In several states and cities, in Wisconsin, two-thirds of the state's nursing homes use personalized playlists of music as part of daily caregiving routines. Tom Klavacek, director of the Southeastern Wisconsin Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association, says something unexpected happened when the program began, a drastic reduction in the use of psychotropic drugs. Three years ago, when they started ranking states' use of psychotropic drugs in nursing homes. Wisconsin came in 14th, he said. Now we're fourth in the country. We're way ahead of the curve. A choir has been formed in Minneapolis from people living with Alzheimer's and other brain diseases and their caregivers. The co-founder of the Giving Voice Chorus, Mary Leonard, says so much of the disease involves things they can no longer do or navigate. So the choir is something they can do. They can be joyful and laugh and sing and be part of this new community. One choir member told Leonard, When I'm here, it's like I don't have Alzheimer's. Jewish Family Services in Utah hopes personalized music can help keep Alzheimer's patients at home with their loved ones longer. We're one of just a few agencies in the U.S. that's doing this more home-based than institution-based, executive director Ellen Silver says. Alzheimer's hits married couples particularly hard. Some other kinds of intimacy are lost. She said, What I've seen this music do is create an intimacy that is so meaningful to the caregiver. An absolute lifesaver say Dan Cohen, who was trained as a social worker in New York runs a program called Music and Memory. He uses webinars to teach elder care professionals how to set up personalized playlists delivered to patients on digital devices. Cohen says, unfortunately, as a society, we view persons with advanced dementia as no longer being able to experience pleasure. Music obliterates that misconception. Cohen's program now operates in more than 1,000 locations across the U.S. and Canada and in a dozen caregiving facilities in eight other countries. While waiting for a cure, he says, we must focus on maximizing the quality of life for persons with the disease. We must use tools at our disposal, such as music, to help us keep in touch with those we care about and for. For many, those tools can mean the difference between tender interactions with loved ones and losing them completely. Kathleen Keller uses iPods and headsets to help take care of her 93-year-old father and mother, who both have dementia. They listen to Bing Crosby, Tony Bennett, Rosemary Clooney, Patti Page, and Louis Armstrong. She plays personalized music for them during caregiving, and calms her father during long doctor visits with his iPod. For us, this gift of music has been an absolute delight, she says. And for me as a caregiver, it has been an absolute lifesaver. Research suggests that listening to or singing music can provide emotional and behavioral benefits for people with Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia.
musical memories are often preserved in Alzheimer's disease. Because key brain areas linked to musical memory are relatively undamaged by the disease. For example, music can relieve stress, reduce anxiety and depression, reduce agitation. Music can also benefit caregivers by reducing anxiety and distress, lightening the mood and providing a way to connect with loved ones who have Alzheimer's disease, especially those who have difficulty communicating. If you'd like to use music to help a loved one who has Alzheimer's disease, consider these tips. Think about your loved one's preferences. What kind of music does your loved one enjoy? What music evokes memories of happy times in his or her life? Involve family and friends by asking them to suggest songs or make playlists. Set the mood to calm your loved one during mealtime or morning hygiene. Routine Play music or sing a song that's soothing. When you'd like to boost your loved one's mood, use more upbeat or faster paced music. Avoid overstimulation. When playing music, eliminate competing noises. Turn off the TV. Shut the door. Set the volume based on your loved one's hearing ability. Opt for music that isn't interrupted by commercials, which can cause confusion. Encourage movement. Help your loved one to clap along or tap his or her feet to the beat. If possible, consider dancing with your loved one. Sing along. Singing along to music together with your loved one can boost the mood and enhance your relationship. Some early studies also suggest musical memory functions differently than other types of memory, and singing can help stimulate unique memories. Pay attention to your loved one's response. If your loved one seems to enjoy particular songs, play them often. If your loved one reacts negatively to a particular song or type of music, choose something else. Keep in mind that music might not affect your loved one's cognitive status or quality of life. Further research to better understand the precise effects of music and Alzheimer's disease is needed. People of all ages relate to and enjoy music, making it a universal language of sorts. However, its value can go far beyond simple listening. Most people enjoy music, but can it actually make the mind move? Absolutely, according to Kimu Litanen, PhD, professor of education at the University of Turku, Finland, and a clinical music therapist for more than 25 years. In fact, therapists have been using music therapy to promote memory and a sense of self in the treatment of older adults with dementia. Music and Emotion Music therapy is a target-oriented and purposeful activity in which therapists work with individuals or groups, using musical expression and the memories, feelings, and sensations it evokes. It has been found to be particularly beneficial for older adults with various types of dementia. Music therapy has many faces, says Ladonin. With older adults, I mainly use old wartime songs, which seem to bring many lively memories to their minds. Music has a close relationship with unconscious emotions, which are activated by musical movement. To me, music represents a microcosmos which 
has a close relationship to our inner feelings. These feelings are so strong. They're meaningful even if patients cannot remember who they are. John Carpenty, founder and executive director of the Rebecca Center for Music Therapy in New York and a licensed, board-certified music therapist Describes the center's music therapy program for older adults, meeting Individually and within a group, elder clients express themselves and recall The memories that music sparks and stimulates by listening to live music and being involved in live music making experiences, a greater quality of life is possible. This, he believes, empowers clients to emerge from the isolation imposed by Alzheimer's disease and dementia. He notes that program therapists use music therapy to improve the overall physical and mental well being of dementia patients, including the following memory recall. Positive changes in moods and emotional states. A sense of control over life. Non-pharmacological management of pain and discomfort. Stimulation that promotes interest even when other approaches are ineffective. Structure that promotes rhythmic and continuous movement or vocal fluency as an adjunct to physical rehabilitation, and opportunities to interact socially with others. Basically. Carpenty says, music is used with older adults to maintain or increase their levels of physical, mental, social, and emotional functioning. Music used as a sensory and intellectual stimulation can help maintain a person's quality of life or even improve it. Memory and Sound Although music therapy is used for people of all ages, it is especially Beneficial for older persons with dementia who may be unable to communicate. In another way, music can function, for instance, as an interpreter of the patient's world picture without the problem essentially connected fault with verbal interaction, says Ladonin. Since dementia is a degenerative condition, expressing basic needs and being understood can become problematic and lead to a complicated feeling of Isolation for sufferers, says David Aldridge, Chair of Qualitative Research in Medicine at the University Wittenherdeck, Germany, and editor of Music Therapy in Dementia Care. Using songs in a therapy setting promotes communication, he says. Singing has many functions, it offers a communicative structure, stimulates and regulates, and enables dialogue. Alicia and Claire. Ph.D., Mount B.C., Director of Music Education and Therapy at the University of Kansas, Lawrence, says that making music and listening to it provide ways to employ cognitive skills to avoid losing them. When older persons are interested in learning to make music or are looking for ways to rejuvenate skills learned in the past, many programs are available, she says. Opportunities for learning music that were once accessible only during childhood are now available throughout the lifespan, either through group lessons or private instruction. Resources include local music stores, professional music education venues, and private teachers. Music therapy can promote communication between therapists and patients in individual settings or among patients in group settings. Undoubtedly, it's one of the most engaging and emotionally powerful stimuli, 
says Carpenty. Listening to music can have strong effects on people's moods, thinking, and even their physiology, which constitutes a probable reason certain songs remind us so vividly of a specific memory. That being said, memory is a mental system that receives, stores, organizes, alters, and recovers information from sensory input. Emotions and memory are very much linked, and because music is charged emotionally, it can trigger past memories, good and bad. This same triggering of memories via music can also promote communication within the older patient, essentially giving him or her a renewed sense of identity. I have one particular experience, which was very strong and beautiful, Lithonin recalls. I used to work as a supervisor of music therapy research. The therapist had a video camera set up in every session. And afterward, we would analyze the tapes. In this case, the therapist sang old Finnish folk songs to an over 80-year-old man with dementia. After every song, the man sang his own song in a broken voice. He sang old Italian romantic songs, which were quite difficult. He exactly remembered melodies and words, and he sang many songs during these sessions. His voice and expression were so strong and authentic they put a shiver down my spine. I checked his personal history. This old man, who hardly remembered his name, had spent his best years in Florence, where he worked as an interior architect. Latonin believes music therapy can be used not only to treat elders with dementia but also to prevent the disease. In Finland, the after-war generation is getting old, and there are more and more elderly people who are in a relatively good condition both physically and psychically. I think this kind of remembering through music is a good way of keeping people happy and active physical aspect for patients who suffer from only mild or occasional dementia, Claire notes that music can be a factor in helping elders get regular exercise. Obviously, there's strong evidence that people who regularly exercise are healthier and have better physical function than those who don't, she says. This may be apparent in measures of bone density, muscle strength and flexibility heart and pulmonary function, weight, and other physical capacities. Of course, there are physical disabilities that influence which exercises are appropriate, but physical functions that have been lost due to lack of activity can be restored through an appropriate exercise program. And it's never too late to begin, even those who become physically frail can benefit from exercise. That's where music can come in. But not just any music is suitable. Rather, she explains, it needs to be carefully selected music or specifically designed to support each particular exercise by cueing the pace, force, direction, and number of repetitions. In addition, because music makes exercise seem shorter and more pleasant, people, older or younger, tend to stick with exercise programs where music is included. However, she notes, it's important to obtain a physician's approval before starting any exercise program. A little history plus how deep are the roots of music therapies used in the 
treatment of older adults with dementia. Surprisingly, more than 2,000 years. The idea of music as a healing influence able to affect health and behavior is as least as old as the writings of Aristotle and Plato, says Carpenty. The 20th century discipline began after World War I and World War II when community musicians of all types, amateur and professional, went to military hospitals around the country to play for the thousands of veterans suffering both physical and emotional trauma. Their physical and emotional response to music led doctors and nurses to request the hiring of musicians by the hospitals. It was soon evident that the musicians needed some prior training before playing in hospitals, and so the demand grew for a college curriculum. The world's first music therapy degree program was established in 1944 at Michigan State University. The American Music Therapy Association, AMTA, was founded in 1998 as a result of a merger between the National Association for Music Therapy and the American Association for Music Therapy. According to the AMTA, there are currently 75 institutions nationwide offering bachelor's or master's degrees in music therapy and approximately 100 internationally. With the continuing increase in the United States' older adult population, professionals may want to tune their clients and patients into a therapy that fosters an enhanced recall of their forgotten histories. The future of music therapy is promising, says Carpenty, because state-of-the-art music therapy research in physical rehabilitation, Alzheimer's disease, and Psychoneuroimmunology is documenting the effectiveness of music therapy in terms that are important in the context of a biological medical model. Music can be powerful. Studies have shown music may reduce agitation and improve behavioral issues that are common in the middle stages of the disease. Even in the late stages of Alzheimer's, a person may be able to tap a beat or sing lyrics to a song from childhood. Music provides a way to connect, even after verbal communication has become difficult. Use these tips when selecting music for a person with dementia. Identify music that's familiar and enjoyable to the person. If possible, let the person choose the music. Choose a source of music that isn't interrupted by commercials, which can cause confusion. Use music to create the mood you want. For example, a tranquil piece of music can help create a calm environment, while a faster-paced song from someone's childhood may boost spirit and evoke happy memories. Encourage movement, clapping, dancing, to add to the enjoyment. Avoid sensory overload, eliminate competing noises by shutting windows and doors and by turning off the television. Make sure the volume of the music is not too loud. There is no known cure for Alzheimer's disease. There are, however, many ways to treat symptoms and problems associated with the disease. Some Alzheimer's treatments involve medications. Others are non-medical Alzheimer's therapies, like art, music, and more. The goal of an Alzheimer's therapy is to help the person maintain a better quality of life. Alzheimer's therapies that draw on individual interests through structured activities can be beneficial. 
which therapies might work best for your loved one with Alzheimer's disease? Start to answer this question by thinking about his or her past hobbies or passions. Talk with a doctor as well, who may have more suggestions and resources for using these therapies effectively for Alzheimer's disease. Soothing an agitated person. Sparking memories. Engaging the mind even in the disease's later stages. Improving eating in some cases. Here are some tips for using music therapy to help your loved one. Golden Oldies Spark Memories Songs from the person's youth often spark the most memories. In the later stages of Alzheimer's disease, you may have to go back to songs learned in childhood. Encourage sing-alongs. Try using a karaoke machine. Toe-tapping beats stimulate activity. Up-tempo dance tunes can help stimulate both mental and physical activity in Alzheimer's patients. Encourage dancing. If possible. Easy listening can be soothing. Soothing music can help ease the anxiety and frustration felt by many people with Alzheimer's disease. For example, lullabies at bedtime can help your loved one get into bed and fall asleep. A person with Alzheimer's disease may not be able to verbally communicate their likes and dislikes. Rely on other clues such as facial expressions to help you learn which songs are a hit and which aren't. Ask friends or relatives for suggestions about the types of music or particular songs the person used to enjoy.